I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. All right, hey guys, welcome back, welcome in to LOTL episode 40. Uh, thanks for listening, thanks for checking in on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, check us out on social media, like you heard in the beginning, at the LOTL podcast on all platforms. Uh, website is www.lotlpodcast.com. Uh, we're going to be having a new article coming out from my buddy Steve uh, this week, a Brown seasoning review. Uh Look back on the 2018 season. Also, stock up, stock down on Cleveland sports for 2018. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, so uh, keep a lookout for that on our social media pages. We'll be posting links to that. Uh, I didn't even in- intro anybody. Yeah, what? <laughs> Dan, <laughs> what are you doing? My bad. Uh, I'm Dan uh, here with uh, Jimmy. And then uh, we're swapping out one of the J's today. Jordan's... Uh, not feeling well. He texted me like an hour before, and he's like, dude, I can't even do it on Skype. I'm like, all right, whatever. Bad, bad case of the suds. Yeah, you did it last week, so. Guilty. You did. So we've got uh, Jimmy's childhood buddy, Johnny Hopkins. Happy to be here. Hop, what's up? I'm very happy to be here, and uh, happy to be a guest on Living Off the Land. Nice. Finally, after you played for the team for yeah. uh, for a season, you started get to be on the starting his campaign for guest of the year. Oh, look at that! Know. Hey, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my hands. So, <laughs> put them down, Johnny. For those of you who can't see, since we don't record, Johnny's hands are above his head. Yep. Hopefully, they come down later. If anybody's on in the ever if anybody's ever seen uh, Talladega Nights, you'll know what we're talking about. All right. Uh, so. Um, yeah, we're here, back, week two of 2019. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we've got a new brew of the week this week. Um, actually, we're drinking a bunch of different stuff, but uh, Johnny had Fathead's Bumbleberry for the first time. What'd you think? Yeah, it was nice. I thought it was really smooth. It was one of the smoothest beers I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, granted, I haven't tried a lot. Just turned 21. Yeah. Haven't had a lot of He's legal, folks. Yes. Haven't had a lot of different beers, but that was really smooth and it had a nice, like, sweet aftertaste, <coughs> so I was yeah. with it. It's a great, great summer. It's a little weird to drink, like, in January, but, like, it's a great summer beer, like, when you're outside, either tailgating or just, like, grilling out or something. You yeah. Know, it's a fruity beer, but who cares? Can't wait to try it in a couple months, Dan. Yeah? <laughs> oh. First beer. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna out you. Out me for what? You. I'm drinking water right no, now. Well, you're not drinking anything right oh, well, now. They don't have to know that. <laughs> you lied about not drinking anything. My hands just got higher. <laughs> <laughs> no, you brought that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't drink it, but you brought it. You're accusing me of such. No, things no, no, I... no. You're bringing it, you know, as a as a guest into my home. You're not drinking it. I'm a cop, guys. Next question. All right. Remember, remember how Jordan talks about the train wanting to be off the tracks? We're off the tracks. Yeah, we're Let's bring it back. All right, yeah. So, uh, Brew of the Week, uh, Johnny had a Fathead's Bumbleberry. I'm drinking 12 Dogs of Christmas. 
even though it's after Christmas because it was left over in my fridge from our Christmas party. So I'm trying to uh, get rid of the stock. So I'm having a couple uh, as we do the show here. Um, like I said, check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. Uh, Jordan, while he's sick, is actually getting our website up to date because we've been sorely lacking on updating the website and making sure everything's current. So he's actually doing that right now as we speak. So thanks, Jordan. Uh, let's talk about what we're going to get into on this episode a little bit, just kind of an overview. Uh, we're not going to have a top five of the week this week. Uh, we will have a poll of the week. Actually, we do. And it's been on social media for the last day or so. Um, it has to do with the Browns named a head Well, the Browns still technically haven't named a head coach, but it's widely reported that Freddie Kitchens is going to be the next head coach of the Browns. Um, our poll was do you, simple, do you like it or not? So we'll get into the results of that. Uh, we'll go over it, our thoughts, and uh, we'll kind of get into uh, kind of what that means to the Browns moving forward as far as um, the organizational structure of the team, uh, coaches that um, have been retained, new coaches that could be coming, um, all that sort of stuff. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll also touch on an article in Cranes Cleveland uh, talking about the business side of the Browns, uh, what I, which I thought was really interesting, uh, being a sport management major, um, the business side of sport. Um, so just kind of getting into how the resurgence of the Browns on the field has affected the, um, the business side of the organization. So we'll get into that a little bit. And then we will preview and make predictions on the NFL divisional playoffs. Uh We'll go through all the matchups and talk about. I'm sure one matchup we'll talk about more than others because Johnny is a Patriots fan. Hey, Ooh. there we go. Yeah, we'll get in, we'll get Damn. into why because you know if we don't get into why, I'd be wondering why the hell he's a Patriots fan. It's true. That's so, some valid reasons. Okay. Yeah, I can clarify myself. We'll talk about it. Front runner's gotta explain himself. Okay, all right. Front runner's gonna front. Can't wait to establish my credibility here. Yeah. And then uh, since Jordan's away, Jimmy gets to play. So we'll talk UFC for a little while. Uh, there were oh, some, some uh, big fights that happened a couple weeks ago involving uh, one of the biggest names in the sport of all time. And then we'll also look at an upcoming fight that uh, he has, that being John Jones. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about where Stipe uh, stands right now since he's kind of the local flavor. And... Uh, you know, we'll talk about his future. So um, that's that. We'll get into a couple of uh, events that are coming up in the city that Jordan sent me. Um, and uh, we will talk about uh, a pizza place that we ate before the show today. So we'll talk about that as well. So what do you guys want to get into first? And then we'll get into some random topics, too, because I'm sure we'll get off track. But Way off the tracks. Yeah, way off. Like, Well, we ain't got no top five, uh-uh. so let's uh, jump right into the whole Browns thing, Dan. You want to do that first? Yeah, All right. I'm interested to see what the results were for that poll. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you guys admittedly, like you say, you're, you know, you're born and raised here, but you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, so, that's correct. So you know about the Browns and what's going on, but like you're not like, oh my god, I gotta know every single detail right. about them. Like me, I'm a freak. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy doesn't like football, so. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. You know what? 
Go easy on him because he is a fantasy football champion, you know. So che- oh, cheers to that. Cheers you gotta give him that. Wow. We are co-owners of uh, the League Ruiners in uh, the Sunday Football Fantasy Football League, and uh, we did win the wait, championship. You guys, you, so. Wait, you guys co-managed the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly, I, I invested in the fantasy team, and Johnny was the coach and ran everything. Oh, okay, so I, you're not really the champion. But I invested. He's the champion. Well, I, got, I got my share. That, yeah, that's, hey, that's how that's that's how investing works. Whatever. I invested. Whatever, come on. I had my faith in Johnny, and it paid off. Why don't you win a championship on your own, like I did? I have. I not did this, last year. not this year. I did. I did, I did last year. I had to give my trophy away to my buddy. I who believe beat I was me, in the same. Who beat me in the freaking championship game this year? You over it? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. You want to talk about it? No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, moving on. No, Chet Stedman's hot ice were not uh, victorious this year. What? What's that your name? <laughs> Forgot. I'm dealing with a couple children. Right. You yeah. ever you ever see the movie Rookie of the Year? No. Baseball movie from the nineties. Is that the one with Charlie Sheen? No. No. That's Major League. Okay. Wow. I, knew, I knew that. Good lord. Wow. We're young. <laughs> uh so Rookie of the Year had you know who Gary Busey is? Yes. Yeah. Blonde dude, yeah. giant teeth. He's in that movie. Uh Marty from Home Alone, you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. He's in that movie. Uh you guys seen Obviously, you've seen American Pie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin from American Pie. The guy that always goes to the next step. I'm looking it up here. He's the kid. That, that's Henry Rowan Gardner in Rookie of the, Rookie of the Year. And uh, 93. I, yeah, I could, I could nice. keep going on this, but it would take me half an hour to explain why my oh. team name is the way it is. I've seen, the, I've seen this movie, actually. Yeah. So, anyway, Chet Stedman's Hot Ice. That's my team name. 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, Ooh. Man. Hey. You know what? Whatever. Okay, so uh, poll results. Uh, first of all, uh, we kind of talked about it before. Um, do you guys have an opinion? Do you think? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Freddie Kitchens, Browns coach. I'm I'm indifferent about it because I mean I was listening to what Colin Coward said today about it, and oh, I mean great. At, listen, as a, as a unbiased third party, I think it's you know I don't have that bias toward the Browns, and it's kind of. The Browns do make these kind of decisions, like half-heartedly. I feel like, and when and when things start to go good, like they won what four straight games, four out of five, with him as the head coach. He was the offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. Okay. They won. They won five out of the last seven. And how many was he the interim head coach for? He was the interim offensive coordinator oh, for oh. eight. Okay. They went five and three. Greg Williams was the interim head coach. Right. Okay. And Kitchens was the offensive coordinator. Uh, they went five and three in the second half of the season. See that that would worry me though, because you don't have someone who has the experience as a, to be a head coach. So I don't know, like, right? As a as a Browns fan, like, are you confident with him as your head coach? And is he going to be calling the plays? Like, are you yeah. confident with that? Well, I think that him calling the plays is the ma- one of the major reasons why he got the job. Okay. I think um, the way he, the way that he worked with Baker, the way that he. Um, Tweak the offense. They didn't change the offense when they made the coaching change because Kitchens and Todd Haley are tight. So Kitchens just kind of tweaked it. Okay. Um, whatever that means, you know. We, you know, I'm not an NFL coach, so I don't know. But um, it obviously made an impression on John Dorsey, the GM, uh, because they ended up making him the coach. Uh, and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 good with it. 
there was a couple a couple candidates that I would probably want over him, but they didn't end up interviewing them. Okay. Like my my first my number one choice was Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Iowa State's head coach. Okay. Um, he's uh, uh, you know, everybody's talking about how they want to get the next Sean McVay. They want the next up and coming like offensive like guru whatever. He's young. He I mean he's not really like a he's more of like a master motivator. Uh, type coach like he's not going to be a guy that's going to call plays but he's like a young up and coming like coaching star like nobody goes to Iowa State and turns them around and they've gone to bowl games like the last two years they have win- have had winning records um, that was my choice they, did, they didn't either they didn't interview him or because he requested for that information not to come out they interviewed him and nobody knows about it so that was my number one choice but I guess I'm good with Freddie Kitchens. Um, you know, we can get into uh, a little bit of the reasons in a couple minutes here, but um, I'm good with it. I guess uh, coming from a rather uninformed fan, in quotes, <clears throat> considering Dan probably doesn't consider me a Browns fan. Um, we're all we're all fans in the name of Baker. I mean, that's, that's what that I'm saying. Weird. That was really this weird. Is, Baker's a dog. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that. I love him. And this is where I'm getting to. Baker is obviously hidden treasure. The Browns got him, right? So we want to do everything to keep him happy. And apparently, him and Freddie Kitchens have a great relationship out of what we've seen. So if you want to take one major pro out of uh, naming him the head coach, is that Baker has a pretty good relationship with him. I'm Mm -hmm. sure he's happy about it. Uh, Obviously, the whole Hugh Jackson thing didn't work out too well. So this is definitely a step in the right direction. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Details. So I, I like. I don't want this to come out as like. I think Baker is like already like a diva, like. But obviously, you needed to find a coach that was going to work well with him. Like it's it's like it's no secret that if Baker doesn't like you, there's no chance like of you like rectifying any sort of situation with him. Hugh Jackson, like, like obviously for him, like he was gone and out of the building, so it's easier for him to just trash him. But like if you, um, if you guys know anything about like Baker's backstory, where he started at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, who was just named Arizona's coach, was his coach at Texas Tech, and Baker was a walk-on and was promised a scholarship, won the job as a freshman, got hurt, and then basically Cliff Kingsbury ghosted him, and didn't end up giving him a scholarship. So that's when Baker left, walked on to Oklahoma. And, you know, the rest is history. But if you guys, like, the Browns play the Cardinals next year and Cliff Kingsbury's the coach, if you guys hate, if you guys think Baker hated Hugh Jackson, oh, wait until that game. I'm excited. Like, <laughs> like Baker did an obscene gesture to Freddie Kitchens on the sidelines in the Bengals game. He's going to do that on the field to Cliff Kingsbury. You mean Hugh Jackson? Huh? Is it Hugh Jackson? or No, he did. The, the one we were talking about before the show. Uh, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, never mind. Pulled his thing out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did. He did stare down Hugh Jackson. Yeah, oh, right. that was fantastic. That's what I thought you meant. I know yeah. what you're referencing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, Which I'm sure Colin Cowherd wasn't a fan of either. No, he wasn't. Absolutely not. Immature. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Unprofessional. Yeah. Okay. I, I love. I like that attitude. I think. I think the Browns need someone like. Yeah. That that winning mentality, only winning mentality, like the attitude on and off the field, like that. Like that swagger guy. I feel like the Browns like are interesting now. Like mm-hmm. as someone who it's really the, wasn't invested in the Browns beforehand, and uh, I mean, I, 
when Johnny Menzel was there, I was invested because it was that interesting factor. You know what I mean? Like the on on and off the field, like you want to know everything about Baker Mayfield. So it's like it brings that yeah. that confidence mm-hmm. and that edge. Yeah. I laugh not because I'm making fun of you for being on the Johnny Manziel train because <laughs> I guarantee you I was on it even more than you were. Oh, I'm sure. I jumped when they drafted Johnny Manziel. I jumped and screamed and well, ran around my house. That was one of the most interesting drafts I've ever. Oh seen. Oh my god! I was <laughs> ask any of my. I had like I had like five five six eight friends over that yeah. night for the draft, and I lost my. What did he might. go? What was it? He go 26 or 27? 22nd. Who's our first pick? What was his name again? Justin Gilbert. You really had to ask that? Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. I almost just threw up. What a player he was. Oh, Not, man. So, there was a lot of talent in that draft, too. Yeah. And the Browns whiffed on both first-round picks. Classic. Well, uh, we didn't whiff this year on our first-round pick, so thank God. But, all right, so... It, it it seems like you're kind of in a wait and see mode. Yeah. Uh, you kind of sound like you're in the same. Well, you're you're getting in, you're getting more into the NFL now that you're listening to more podcasts, right? I'm trying to shout yeah. out to pardon my take, by the way. I know Heck you're yeah. not going to listen to this, but hey, why not? Why not just kind of? Hey, listen? how do you know? That's true. We got listeners in Virginia last week. Wow. I looked at the stats. Expanding. That's right. Prestige yeah. worldwide. Pres- yeah, prestige worldwide. Just Shout-out tags. Yeah, it's all about the shout-outs. You're the shout-out. I don't know what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, another interesting note about this whole thing that, that – uh, well, first, let's let's go through the results. So we got about 75 votes total on Twitter and Facebook, which is about kind of what we usually do. We actually got more on Twitter than Facebook this time, which is kind of a switch. But uh, about 80 – overall between the two, about 80% said yes, and I expected. It's yeah. pretty much all Browns fans. Right. So, Browns fans, especially the way that the season ended with the Browns, like, they're going to drink the Kool-Aid, whatever flavor that the Browns are going to give them. So, whoever the Browns hired as head coach, unless it was Kevin Stefanski, who was the Minnesota offensive coordinator, like, people were going to eat it up. So, that doesn't really shock me. Um, I was hoping to get some responses on the people that said no because I wanted to hear their reasoning. Mm-hmm. But... You no, think it's mainly because he doesn't have any head coaching experience? That, that to me, would probably be the number one. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what comes to my mind first. It's either that or people don't didn't want to change up what they had in the second half, and that's what I kind of wanted to get to was Greg Williams. Don't fix what ain't broke. Yeah. Right. And um, that that's what Jordan and Steve said last week. They're like, just keep it the way it is. Yeah. This is my, my feeling on it. And I said this last week, but – Obviously, you guys weren't weren't there. Um, so if you if you just kept it the way it was, Greg Williams and then uh, Freddie Kitchens as the OC. For me, the bigger impact on changing the season was Freddie Kitchens over Greg Williams. Freddie Kitchens becoming the play caller, the relationship that he developed with Baker, the relationship that he developed with the rest of the team. Excuse me. Um, was the main reason why the Browns had that turnaround. Greg Williams, he was the defensive coordinator. He became head coach, and the defense got worse. Mm-hmm. The offense went from one of the worst in uh, the first half of the season to, I think by some metric, they were second in the NFL in the second half of the season. One of the most exciting. Yeah. I'd oh, absolutely. Well. For sure. Um, so, for me, I, I attribute more of the Browns' turnaround to Freddie Kitchens than I do Greg Williams. 
and that's that's not to dog Greg Williams at all. Like I think he was fine. Like I think I think he was good for his role. Like he's he's fiery. Like he doesn't care what people think. He's just gonna say what he feels. Like that's cool if you're gonna be a head coach for like eight games. I don't want you as a head coach for my team for like six to ten years if you're not going to like if you're not gonna act that way, or if you're not gonna act how a head coach should act. Um, and I kind of think that Baker kind of needs more of that yin to his yang. Freddie Kitchens is, like, if you listen to his offensive coordinator press conferences, uh, he's not he's not a guy that's going to say a bunch of crap to fire up, like, an opposing team. Like, Baker's going to do that because he's like, I don't like you. Like, you have Hugh Jackson, whatever. Mm-hmm. When Freddie Kitchens was asked about that, he's like, I, I don't care anything about that. Like, I'm just trying to win a game, just trying to do my job. Um, so that's another reason for me. Uh, also, the main reason why is if you brought it back, this is going to be my original point, if you brought it back the way that it was, if the Browns have another successful year next year, Freddie Kitchens is gone. He's going to be a head coach somewhere else. He's going to go from offensive coordinator here to a head coach somewhere else. So the only so if 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 the Browns are thinking the way that I think and that Hugh Jackson or uh, Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens was the biggest reason for the turnaround for Baker's turnaround for the offense's turnaround um, for their ability to win games. Uh, just cut out the step and make him head coach because if if you make him head coach like they did and they have a successful season next year, there's nowhere for him to like. There's no promotion for him, like. He's not going to leave the Browns and go be a head coach somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If he was offensive coordinator, the next progression is to be a head coach. And if you have a, if you have Greg Williams and you have a successful season next year, Freddie Kitchens isn't going to become the head coach of the Browns. He's going to go become the head coach somewhere else. And then you're changing an offense for Baker. You're going to another offensive coordinator. You're changing the offense again. He's going to have to learn another playbook. Um and you're you're messing up that um, that cohesion that uh, what's the word I'm looking for chemistry that they built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's that's my reasoning for. It. I mean, Freddie Kitchens is probably you know most likely he's going to be calling the plays still. So it's going to be like he was the offensive coordinator, except you're just cutting out that step and keeping him. Now you think your take that Freddie Kitchens was the primary reason for the Brown success? Do you think this? 89 or 72 percent would agree with you. You think they have the same opinion? Well, I'm trying to say this without sounding like a douche. <laughs> Let it rip. Like, so people who are just like very casual fans and just like watch the game and don't like, right? Me. You see, you see, you see the game and you see how Baker's making all these throws and Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry's making all these catches and Nick Chubb's breaking off all these runs. So, like. Naturally, a casual fan's gonna be like, "Oh, it's Baker. Like that's the reason why." Well, like Baker has to be coached into the offense. Like Baker has to be coached into the plays that they're calling. So it's a give and take for me. For me, I, I feel like most of the people on our poll would probably say it's because of Baker. Well, they look they looked like a whole different offense yeah. after Hugh Jackson. Yeah, they just looked completely different. Right. Well, so that that's part of the reason is they tweaked a lot of stuff, and if you notice, like, especially the last couple games before they fired Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, like Baker was getting beat up. Mm-hmm. He was getting hit constantly, 
He wasn't getting sacked. He was getting hit as he threw the ball. When they made the coaching change, that was the first thing that was changed is they did more max protections. They brought in more tight ends to, to block on the outside on the, on the tackles because our, our tackles are our weak link of the offensive line. Our interior of our offensive line might be the best in football, but our tackles lacked. So you saw a lot more max protect where they had a tight end on one side, tight end on the other. Running back would chip the line or whatever. So Baker, I think, got hit like – nine times over the last eight games like hit not sacked mm. that was the number one thing and that that also slows down baker's clock in the pocket so baker's he knows that he's got time back there now he's not getting hit he was starting to get rushed and that's why you started seeing the picks like before Hugh jackson got fired you saw like his clock speed up and uh that went away when they made the coaching change because that was the first thing that uh, I think that they knew they needed to change was they needed to protect Baker better. And then I, you just saw Baker's confidence can like skyrocket. Yeah, for sure. Which is what we need. Yeah. I don't care what people say <coughs> at the end of the day. Right. It's just football, man. Yeah. You know, it's just a sport. Um, so yeah, I, and I, and I think uh, the relationship between Freddie kitchens and Baker Mayfield is played a huge role in Freddie kitchens getting that job. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a. I I don't know what the inside joke was, but there's a scene in the not scene. There's a clip in that uh, Baker Mayfield mic'd up from the Bengals game, where uh, did you see it? Did you watch the Someone mic'd did. up? So Freddie Kitchens walks over. They're they're sitting on Baker sitting on the bench with mm-hmm. Drew Stanton, who's the backup. Freddie Kitchens comes over and uh, he says something like, "Hey, put him up, put him up there." So I don't. It's, it has to be some sort of inside joke. He starts like scratching at his chin, and uh, Freddie's like, "Yeah, put him on there, hell yeah, hell yeah!" And then he walks away, and Baker like looks over at you, Stan. He's like, the "Guy's a freaking idiot," <laughs> <coughs> which caused all sorts of controversy. Yeah, whatever, ridiculous. But, and I, you know, we we went over it a little bit. The offensive creativity, just just molding the offense more to put Baker and the rest of the playmakers in a position to succeed. I mean. If you just watch the way Nick Chubb ran the ball in the second half of the year, I mean, he had like three carries a game for the first like five six weeks and almost rushed for a thousand yards. Like he was, he actually was the number one uh, Pro Football Focus, which is like a big analytics website, uh, graded him as the top running back in the NFL this year, over oh Saquon, God. over Zeke. So, so initially, after you had heard about. Carlos Hyde getting traded. How did you feel about it? Like, were you excited or? I was because I was I was indifferent about that too because I loved yeah. Carlos Hyde. I liked Carlos Hyde. Hyde. I, see, I didn't know. think he did anything wrong. Right. Like, I, I thought he was playing fine. But they just they got too many backs. Yeah, but like when when you see like Nick Chubb like bust off like that. Yeah. Uh, like the the Oakland game, he had three carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Like, you got you got and and I think that was more so them trading Carlos Hyde was like sending a message to. Hugh and Todd Haley because they just simply weren't playing him. And yeah. John Dorsey's like, okay, well, I'm going to force you to play him because I'm going to trade your starting running back. Um, that also helped them utilize Duke Johnson, too. Yeah, and I, thank God. Especially as a, like a third down back. Here's another like, guy. Needed, and you mm-hmm. needed him yeah. to, like, to, to run those routes and get over. Because like, utilize him like, I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm going to use the comparison, like a James White type yeah. player that you can put in the slot yeah. and you can throw to on those third down and 10. And you can get like those extra yards because he's the type of guy that's going to fight for those extra yardage. Like, I don't yeah. know. I always love seeing Duke Johnson come out and explode for a big play. Like that, yeah. 
that's something that gets me excited as a as a football fan. Sure. Yeah. And if you if you notice, if you go back and look at like, so the NFL posts like ten minute like highlight videos of every game, but if you go back and you look at uh, Browns games like maybe like three four weeks into the season when he was still the coach, and you'd see like Duke Johnson catch a big like third down pass, even though it would be like the only catch yeah. or rush of the game. He would spike the ball, and you can see him barking back at the sidelines, like, give me the damn ball. Like, I'll make plays. Right. And then he started to do that once they made the change. And it's not like – like, Duke Johnson's not a rookie. Like, he has a proven track record of being able to do this. Like, mm-hmm. he did it like, – he led the team in, in, like, receptions and yards last year as a running back. And Hugh Jackson was the coach. Like, so Hugh Jackson's seen this. But they just – I don't know. I don't know if it was a product, product of the infighting between Hugh and Todd Haley, which ultimately got them both fired. Mm-hmm. But – Thank God it happened because, you know, Nick Chubb, they were able to start utilizing him and then putting Duke back into his role, which he excels at. So, yeah, that was uh, that was good to see. But, yeah, I was I liked Carlos Hyde. I still like Carlos Hyde, but yeah. I just think Nick Chubb's I, And I feel like having him better. in the backfield isn't really, like, what the Browns offense was, like, going towards. Yeah. I mean – when you have him on, when you have him in the backfield, he he's used to getting what 15, 16 carries a game. He's kind of a ground pound back. Like yeah, he, he's, yeah. You don't see him averaging like five yards and, a carry. He's like three he, and right. a half. He's not going to bust out for that yeah. long like ten yard run every time. Like so it's and especially with the way Baker started throwing toward you know the end of the season, you got to have that extra wide receiver out there yeah. or running back in this case that can be an option for him. Yeah. And it just opens up so much more for people like Jarvis Landry when you have those sort of like options. So like. The defense has to can't just focus on one person. Right, right, for sure. Um, so uh, real quick, uh, just going over the potential staff under Freddie Kitchens. So they they kept three coaches uh, from the staff. Bob Wiley's gone. R.I.P. Bob Wiley, <laughs> he's not dead. So that yeah, he's gone. Uh, <laughs> so sad and. Pretty much all the defensive coaches are gone. Uh, but the three coaches that stayed, Adam Henry, who's a wide receivers coach, who, thank God he stayed. He was uh, – so he was the wide receivers coach at LSU when they had Landry and OBJ. And obviously him and Landry have a really good relationship. And uh, spoiler alert, I think the Browns might try and trade for OBJ this offseason. That'd be something. You heard it here first. I don't know. Hot take. Dan Ford. We'll see about that. Uh, we'll see. I, if he becomes available, I think the Browns are one of the top you think landing spots. Antonio Brown or anything like that. Steelers would not. Would <laughs> not. They. I I would love that, but the Steelers, not in a million years, would they trade the Browns their best player? Yeah. Not in a million years. True. Be interesting. Who else did Jarvis do yeah. yet? He tweeted at Brown. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. OBJ. OBJ. I like it. Was that the only three? Yeah, I think those were the three. Yeah, I think so. all this gossip that around cool. Cleveland. Le'Veon Bell would be that yeah. would be interesting, right? Yeah, what would I mean? What would they? Because they got Chubb, they got Duke Johnson. Well, I mean, I would give up. I get rid of I'd Duke. Give the house for him. I, right. I you get rid of Duke Johnson for sure, <laughs> yeah. right? For Chubb, so who'd you get rid of first? I well, it would be Duke because uh, Le'Veon Bell. He's a, he's a fantastic running back, but he's almost as good as, as a receiver. Yeah, and that's Duke Johnson's role. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't think Le'Veon Bell's going to come here because the Browns. I don't think the Browns are going to invest no. that type of money in a running back. He doesn't want to be in Cleveland. No, no chance. He's going to go to like the Jets or like the Dolphins. Yeah, or I was. Gonna, like I that. could definitely see him in Miami. Yeah, 
for sure. Um, so Adam Henry, wide receivers coach. Uh, who else got retained? One of the DBs coaches, and then uh, Ryan Lindley, who was brought in as the running backs coach when Freddie got elevated to OC because Freddie was the running backs coach. Um, I think Ryan Lindley, he used to play quarterback in the NFL. I think he's going to get promoted to quarterback coach for the Browns. So, um, But we'll see. A uh, couple names that the Browns are go- are interested in interviewing and are probably going to talk to. Uh, defensive coordinator, who I think is the most important position on the coaching staff uh, now that you have Freddie Kitchens as a head coach. Just for me, Freddie Kitchens being a first-time head coach, he needs somebody who has experience as a defensive coordinator, as a veteran defensive coordinator, who Freddie can just kind of be like, all right, you handle the defense. Like, I'll handle the offense, and then, you know, I'll be the head coach on game day. You handle the defense. That's what the Rams did with McVay. They brought in Wade Phillips. They essentially have two head coaches. Wade Phillips coaches the defense. McVay coaches the offense. And then McVay's technically the head coach. Um, so I've read that they're really interested in Chuck Pagano. Um, I think he's going to interview with the Cardinals, but the Browns might talk to him. He's the former Colts coach. He's the guy that got cancer. And then Bruce Arians came in for him and led him to the playoffs. But uh, that would be really interesting. Vance Joseph, who was just recently the Broncos head coach who got let go, uh, they're going to interview him. And then two other names that I would like to see them try and interview, uh, both from the Cowboys, uh, Rob Marinelli, who's their defensive coordinator, and then Chris Richard, who's their linebackers coach. But – or their secondaries coach, I think. But he calls their defensive plays, and he's like a rising star in the coaching ranks. So I would love to see either of those two guys. But uh, And then there's rumors that they're going to interview Todd Munkin. I don't know how to pronounce that name. M-O-N-K-E-N. But he was uh, Tampa Bay's OC uh, this past season. So he would kind of come in and help Freddie game plan and coach up the offense, but Freddie would still call the plays, I think. So is there an actual established timeline when we're actually going to get all the coaching situations? See, out? I don't know. because I, I, I think that – so the Browns haven't officially announced Freddie Kitchens as a coach, mm-hmm. and it's now been like two days since it like broke. I think they're trying to hire offensive and defensive coordinators and like introduce all three at the same time. Like, okay, here's Freddie Kitchens, and these are his coordinators. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know if that's the case, but that's my thinking. That's the only thing I can think of is why they're not – they're waiting – I mean, I think they're gonna have a press conference tomorrow because, like, if you if you don't have a press conference tomorrow, then you wait till Monday and like people are gonna start being like, "What the hell? Like, what's going on? Like, something's wrong. Like, mm-hmm. what? What the Good heck people is talking? Like, people are gonna start like thinking, is this another Josh McDaniels thing where he's gonna pull out and like go somewhere Colin else? Colin Coward's gonna have a field day with this. Yeah. You and your Colin Coward, man. Man, you just trying to work me, work yeah, me up. Out. Shout out to Colin Coward, by the way. I know Dan probably doesn't approve that, but go ahead. see, I. I used I used to like Colin Cowherd, and it's probably the bias for me towards Baker, but he just is over the top, like against Baker. Like it's it's it's, a lot ob- of it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Yeah. Like because because the kid got arrested when he was eighteen years old, he said he didn't want to draft him. Like he and he went number one in the draft. Like okay, buddy. It's it's just a totally different conversation, like a, a year or two ago. Colin Coward, all it talks about is LeBron being the GOAT, and every, everything I see on my Twitter timeline is just Cavs fans just retweeting Colin Coward's yeah. interviews, 
and now he says some bad, some yeah. criticism towards any Cleveland player. Yeah, it's just yeah. so funny how quick Cleveland fans are to turn on someone that has like some constructive criticism. Sort of towards Ill will. Well, okay, it's a little, it's a little more than constructive criticism, but it's just funny to see how. It Cavs, was like Browns fans will turn on someone. It was funny because it's the opposite with Skip Bayless. Yeah, Skip Bayless right. used. Well, he still does now that he's with the Lakers. Dogs LeBron any yep. chance he gets. And Skip Bayless is a lifelong Oklahoma Sooners fan, so he loves Baker. Mm-hmm. So it's literally the opposite. Like, yeah, Browns fans went from <laughs> loving Cowherd and hating Bayless to now hating Cowherd and loving Bayless. Yeah. Speaking of Skip Bayless. Um, Skip I mean, Baseless. Baseless. <laughs> Stephen A., the whole thing. I forget what they were talking about. But he was just talking about one of the games that was on that night, and he had no idea who was playing or who was. Oh gosh, yeah. Did we talk about no, that? No. Oh my gosh. How funny what was, was that? What was it? no? It was. Uh, he knew the game, but he didn't know the players. The player hasn't played. Like, he started. He started. He started saying like uh, something about like Joey Bosa, and he was talking about the Chargers. It was like six weeks ago, or it was. It was like right before uh, Joey Bosa came back, or something. And Joey Bosa and Hunter Henry, who's their tight end, who's yeah. been who's been out all year, he's he's actually coming back for this week's game. Mm-hmm. Um, he start he just starts talking about you know Joey Bosa and Hunter Henry and these boys. Like I don't know how these guys are gonna check them. And they had Teddy Bruschi on, who was on the show, mm-hmm. which you know, a Patriots yeah. fan. Yep. And uh, their other co-hosts, and they didn't say anything, but they're all just like, <laughs> like, like is this dude drunk right now? What was he saying? I didn't. I didn't see the. He he just basically. He, it, it was a game between the Chiefs and the Chargers. So he was talking about players that just. Yeah, player players playing. who hadn't played all like pretty much all year. He was talking about how he couldn't wait to see the matchup between Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson. Problem That's it, is, Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson's retired. He doesn't even play for the Chiefs and, anymore. And, and Hunter Henry's been injured the whole season. Yeah, he literally said he wanted to see the matchup. Between the tight end Hunter Henry being covered by the linebacker Derek Derek Johnson, yep. Derek Johnson had been retired for the Chiefs Did for like three years. Him like during the show, no, or, no, but but he got killed on on uh, on Twitter, and then I can't remember the the uh, forgot Spencer Ware was out. Called them the San Diego Chargers. Said he was looking oh, for right. between Henry and Johnson. Um, broke Teddy Bruschi. That's what it says on Twitter. Yeah, because Teddy Bruschi just like his mouth like slowly opened, and he's just like. Oh, it was so good. Nice for torpedoing that. Good old San Diego Chargers. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, real quickly, uh, I just wanted to get into uh, an article that I read. Uh, I'm a sports business nerd because that's what I went to school for. So, uh, But it, it's really interesting. I'm not going to get into uh, mo- a lot of it, but I just wanted to bring it up. And we'll post it on our so- – actually, I did tweet it this morning. Uh, it just talks about how uh, – the Browns' resurgence on the field has got the business side of the Browns also humming. Uh, so it, it's it's interesting how like you could hire like the best salespeople in the world, but the best salesperson to buy tickets for a professional sports team is just have a good product on the field. Mm-hmm. Like I, I actually was a I, I sold tickets for the Browns for one season. It was like 2011 or whatever, and uh, it was the year Peyton Hillis was like <laughs> oh, running man. and got on the yep. Madden cover. So it was. And he his contract was coming up, so I w- I called this this dude and I uh, was trying to sell him tickets, and he told me he said I will buy tickets for you if you guarantee me that the Browns are going to re-sign Peyton Hillis. 
I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm not the general manager. I don't, I don't, I don't have his number. Like, I don't even work in the same building as him. I, I can't promise you that we're going to re-sign Peyton Hillis. And he hung up on me. Oh, man. <laughs> sorry, buddy. That called the shots. That's how fans are, though, what dude. Weird negotiation. Peyton. Hey, shout out to Peyton Hillis, by the way, if you're, if you're listening to this. Yeah, uh, shout out. He's probably really in the CIA you. now. <laughs> What happened to him? He just fell off, huh? He wanted to, he wanted to, uh, when he was playing with the Browns that last season, he, he always talked about wanting to join the CIA. Hey. Why? I don't know. Peyton Probably Hillis, one, two. hot take, Peyton Hillis takes down ISIS. <laughs> I, have his jer- I have his jersey. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be worth something then. From Madden covered to well, taking well, down if you, ISIS. If you, if you listen, if you listen to, uh, our president now, ISIS has already been taken down, so. Huh. <laughs> let's not get into politics. All right, moving on. Well. Uh, okay, um, let's go through the divisional games, divisional playoffs coming up Saturday. When do the Patriots play? Saturday or Sunday? I'm pretty sure it's Saturday, but I don't know what time. Yeah. Okay, so we've got in the AFC, we've got Patriots and Chargers, and then Chiefs and Colts. Then the NFC, we've got Cowboys and Rams, Saints and Eagles. Which game do we want to talk about first? Or let's just do predictions first, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was wrong. Patriots or Sunday. We'll get we'll get Johnny's take on why he thinks Tom Brady's going to rise to the occasion. <laughs> let's talk about it. All right. So uh, other games. Uh, let's just quickly go through uh, Saints and Eagles. Who you guys got? Uh, At New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. I'm gonna say Saints, Saints. as well. Yeah. Oh. I. Oh, man. I think the Eagles. Dude, got though, super there's lucky. something about Nick Foles, though. That Foles magic, baby. He, ba- he barely got by last game. I know, but he still did. Foles magic. You think that that's gonna hold off against the Saints? Don't hate just because he beat your boy in the Super Bowl last year. Oh, oh we brought that up. You don't have to bring that up. You don't have to. <laughs> but I don't. I just don't see the Eagles beating the Saints. I feel like the Saints were are a playoff powerhouse in this. In this year's playoffs, and I feel like they had a really good season. And Drew Brees is just gonna work his magic. Yeah, I don't see him getting beat, especially at home, not in his house. Yeah, I, I actually do agree with that. I was just trying to ruffle your feathers yeah. a little bit. Well, it worked. <laughs> worked, Dan. Yeah, worked, Dan. I, I, I agree. I, I think the Saints are gonna win. If the game was in Philly, I'd pick the Eagles, but yeah. I don't think. So the Eagles actually played in New Orleans earlier this year, and they lost like it was like fifty to fourteen or something. Hmm. So I, I just see them getting trucked. Is there a again. betting line that I can bet on the Eagles kicker misses a field goal to win it? <laughs> no. I, I mean, the Saints be... kicker misses it. Uh, Eagles win another missed field goal. I don't know, man. I don't know what the – What are the chances? All right, next game. Check Bovada. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bovada. All right, Cowboys and Rams. What are we thinking, gentlemen? Rams. Rams are at home. Mm-hmm. Rams, for sure. Uh – Oh, Jimmy, what do you think? I, I've, uh, it's I've hard to pick back. against the Rams. I've been going back and forth. Sean McVay, I, he's a, like you said, offensive guru. Best offense of the league. I don't know how you can yeah, other, go other against the Chiefs. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Two best offenses of the league: Chiefs and yeah, Chiefs and Rams. They've been the only thing that I'll that I'll I'll say that makes this game interesting is over the last month the Rams defense has been pretty horrible. Yeah, especially against the run, and that's what the Cowboys do. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Dak or Zeke, so I, I think this game. I think they'll keep this game close. Um, I think the Cowboys defense is good enough to not let the Rams go nuts, but I, I think I think Todd Gurley is going to be a little too much. Oh yeah, so I'm going to go with the Rams as well. Jerry Jones would say otherwise. <laughs> Next, Colts, Chiefs, Johnny. 
unfortunately, I have I have the Chiefs. Um, I don't want to see the Chiefs win because I feel like that would make an easier road for the Patriots if they were to play the yeah, Colts. Yeah, and Tom's gonna go on the road. Yeah, that's true. But and I'm I'm just terrified of Pat Mahomes. I'm terrified of him. Uh, I know that he's going to shred the Pat secondary when they get to them after they um, win this week. So. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to that game yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm. I got. I got the Chiefs in that game, unfortunately. Though I'd love to see Andrew Luck win. I. Uh, I've got the Colts. Really? Whoa. Yeah. I. I don't buy Andy Reid in the playoffs. I've never bought Andy Reid stock in the playoffs. That's fair. He's gotten to the Super Bowl once, but he didn't win. And last year they choked in the playoffs against the Titans. Um, so for them, I I don't trust Andy Reid as a coach in the playoffs, and I don't know what to expect from Pat Mahomes in the playoffs because he's never played in the playoffs. What do you what do you trust in the Colts that's gonna beat this Chiefs team though? I mean, like is Andrew Luck is the, the generosity. I mean, well, Andrew Luck. I, they're <laughs> the, I mean, their defense is intense. So for me, right now, they're the hottest team in the NFL. Okay. Um, they've won like like nine in a row or something. Um, they trucked the Texans last week, yeah. um, which is, I mean, it's not that shocking, but I, I, I thought that was kind of shocking. I don't know. I, I thought, I thought the Texans would put up at least more of a, I thought it'd be a close more of game. a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely expected the Colts to win, but yeah. yeah, even though it was only a 14, like it felt like it was like a 30 point game. Well, because they, they were up by, yeah, they got up 21 to three at one point. 21, nothing. Oh, 21, just, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, but it was 21, nothing at halftime. Wow. Yeah, and then their offense kind of went into a shell, but uh, Houston couldn't do anything on offense. Yeah. I don't know what Deshaun Watson was on that game, but uh, twelve of their last fourteen, I believe. Yeah, because it was well, yeah they started one and five, ended ten and six, so they won nine out of their last ten. Nine, just kidding. Nine out of their last ten, and then they won the playoff game, so they've won ten out of their last eleven games. So they're ten and one in their last eleven. I'm they're ten and six. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Don't listen to me. Um, we'll cut that. So yeah, yeah, and I, I they're doing a lot of the similar things uh, offensively that the Browns did, which is max protect Andrew Luck. You know you have a great quarterback back there, so if you just protect him, mm-hmm. you know that you're gonna have success, and that's what they're doing. They're Andrew Luck's getting hit less than Baker Mayfield did in the last half of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unless the Chiefs can rush the passer. I just I, I think Andrew Luck's going to tear him apart and with his generosity. Yes. 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 I don't know what that means. Have you ever you never seen Andrew Luck videos of him being super nice on the field? No. Never? No. Damn. Really? No. Me being an average NFL fan. The guy like refused to curse. Like, he doesn't, yeah. He doesn't say if he gets words. sacked, he gets knocked down. Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers does not curse. Really? If you watch him on like like he says dang gum. Yeah, dad gummit. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, please look that up, Dan. I will. Do. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have the Colts over the Chiefs, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, what do you got? I like your logic saying Chiefs or uh, Andy Reid in the playoffs just aren't a good mix. I agree with that. But uh, with a young gunslinger, Patrick Mahomes, you, I don't know how you bet against scary. it. You young kids. He's just scary, dude. He is scary, but he's never played in the playoffs before. 
you have a guy making no look passes in football. Yeah. So like, so I'm, what so what happens the first time he doesn't look and then he throws into his own coverage, which the, which get, the Colts play. I get it. It's, and Darius Leonard, who's going to be the rookie of the year, picks him off and runs yeah. it back for pick six. Bet you doesn't throw no look passes after that. Yeah. At least in that game. Guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will. We'll find out. Uh, so that brings us to the Holy Grail. Yeah. Pat's Chargers. We already know what you're gonna say. All right. Well, then let's hear your guys' takes. Well, why do you think the Pats are gonna win? Because I don't. I don't trust this Philip Rivers. Like this whole him being so hot and on fire. I don't trust that it's going to last in the playoffs. I've never seen it. He's never gone to the. He's never been to a Super Bowl. Never, it's true. He can't beat the Brady Belichick duo. And for everyone that wants to say that it's over, it's not. They went 11 and five this year. Uh, last I checked, in 2001, when they went 11 and five, they won the Super Bowl. So I'm not scared of that. Uh, Brady is far from done. Like he's he he still can take this this lackluster offense to the Super Bowl. I'm I'm not scared of the Chargers, even though even though their offense is incredible, they do have some great weapons, and that is the one thing that I'm scared of is um, our defense could just get shredded. Um, Stephon Gilmore could just get torched up by Keenan Allen, which I'm sure he's gonna. Yeah. It's not, and, and, and with them, it's not it, like it's not even a like even if you even if Gilmore has a good game and like he's matched up on Keenan Allen, like they've got Mike Williams, right? Too, just like, too who's gonna match up on like one of the McCourty brothers, like please. But I mean, I think it's gonna be a shootout. I, 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 I I'll say that I think the. Chargers are more talented than the Patriots overall. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about it. Huh. Yeah. Well, well, I, well, I mean, I, I would agree. I would agree. They have the better. Some... They have the better defense. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, I think they have. Uh, let me let me finish. I think Don't they. Say no. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> although, although when you asked me about uh, Freddie Kitchens going from. Uh, never being a head coach, never being a coordinator, never calling plays, being a head coach. That's what the Chargers coach did. Oh, okay. He was a running backs coach for, I don't remember, maybe Buffalo or something, and the Chargers hired him to be head coach. Hmm. Now, he walked into a situation where he had an established franchise quarterback in Phillip Rivers, but um, that's near here or there. I think they have more talent on offense um, because I think Gronk's a shell of himself. I... Okay. I would probably give the Patriots the running back advantage with White and Michelle. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon on the other end. I mean, true. I'm I'm trying to throw you a ball. I know, but like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see it from the other side because but obviously Gordon, I am biased. Gordon so. and I mean and Eckler too. Eckler's yeah. a player, but um, as mu- I mean as much as I love uh, Philip Rivers, you know I'm, I'm not going to be an idiot and say that the Chargers have the edge at quarterback. And obviously they have the edge in coaching, but uh, and and the main reason why I'm saying that is because, like you said, the Chargers haven't proven that they can do it. Right. Um, like the last time they played in the playoffs was '07, uh, and the Patriots won that game. Now Philip Rivers is playing on a torn ACL, but yeah, uh, it's been 11 I'm years. Just, I'm just not buying it yet. Like I just I can see them putting up a fight. I just don't see them beating. The Patriots, who just came off of a Super Bowl run, I, their their roster is not that different from how it was last year. Granted, they have been playing different. Yeah. Obviously, guys have slowed down, like you said, Gronkowski. But I just I think that the playoffs—it's a whole new season—and I'm I'm optimistic 
for my guys, but at the, at the same time, I do understand how the Chargers could be a challenge. Well, they make the Super Bowl like every year. Of course you're going to be optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think, I, to me, I, like, okay, at, at some point, Brady's got to slow down. Like, I mean, at some he, point. He, he showed it this year. Like he's, he's 40. Human. Right. He's human. Right. He showed it this year. And, like, the fact that the game is in Foxborough, given, you know, the history of they the Patriot. The, the Patriot. Yeah. Yet, so. Right. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it's, it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. So, I'm picking the Chargers. Whew. Okay. Right. I'm picking. I'm thinking this is P-Ribs here. Dan, I, I hope you're right. I mean, even, even, if he do, even if the Chargers do beat the Pats, I don't see them winning. <laughs> The Chiefs, who I got winning, but yeah. maybe maybe the Colts, maybe. But like you said, the Colts have been on fire. But I, I don't see Philip Rivers going past first. How, ca- how, how, how crazy would it be if uh, if like what I said comes true, and the Colts and the Chargers win, and then the AFC Championship game is played in an MLS stadium? Because <laughs> the game would be played in LA because the Chargers are a higher seed than the Colts. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the Chargers play their home games at the LA Galaxy Stadium right now while they're waiting to get a stadium built. That would be interesting. So the AFC Championship game would be played in a twenty, like twenty three thousand seat stadium. So who do you who do you got? Chargers Pats. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, I think Brady is slowing down. Yeah, I think that's inevitable. Um, Philip Rivers, however, is the next. Uh, Benjamin Button. Inevitable. (laughs) Inevitable. Um, I'm going to say Chargers. I think they're going to cook up their own form of uh, the Philly special and really put Patriots away. I think think the key for the the Pats to win, like you said, Gronk, but I also, I need to see some production out of guys like Chris Hogan, uh, Philip Dorsett. Um, Obviously, it's great having a guy like Jules uh, Edelman. Getting those big like momentum plays. Like, you, you, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get plays out of him every game. But I need that same sort of production from him. But uh, like the other guys, like like I said, Chris Hogan, Philip Dorsett, I need those guys to step up. Yeah. Like, like you said, Gronk is slowing down. So. Yeah, I. Yeah, I just man. He just looks like he's hurting bad. I mean, he is. Yeah, the dude is beat up. It's his knees, his elbows, his back. Like, I mean, his I dignity would... after the Miami Miracle. I mean, <laughs> it's all just going down. All right, yeah, you talk about the Patriots coaching staff. What the hell are they doing putting a... Okay, see, <laughs> I, I understand the logic because I've seen that play I do too. way too many times. So they, they want to just put a big guy yeah, bat, bat, in the back. Jump up and bat the ball down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, they had Josh Gordon. So True. why are you not putting an athletic freak back there who's right. six five, six six? Yeah. Like why why are you putting a slow Gronkowski? I get it. The game was pretty much over. It was a probably a less than one percent chance that they actually scored a touchdown on that play. Yeah, yeah. But you have to account for the worst. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. It, it was just I saw that play for weeks after and it was bad. <laughs> tore my heart out. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so uh what are your guys' Super Bowl picks? We kinda went over this last week, but since you guys weren't on the show, um what are your, what are your picks for the Super Bowl? Who's gonna be in the Super Bowl? Who's gonna win? Ooh. I'm gonna say going back to the regular season, game of the year, Chiefs, Rams. Ooh. Alright. I sure hope it is. So you got the Rams going into the dome. Yes. In New Orleans and beating Drew Brees. I, th- I think so. Hmm. 
I think the mastermind behind Sean uh, Fay is going to find a way to beat that Saints defense. And um, in terms of who's going to win the Super Bowl, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to crumble under pressure in the Super Bowl. Wow, you got you got Sean McVay, who's six months older than me, winning a Super Bowl. That's cool. <laughs> Makes me feel that's, real good about my life. That's my pick. Take it to the bank. He, I'm not kidding. He's six months older than me. That's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, he's 32. Yeah, uh, Luka Doncic is also 19 <laughs> years old, and he's killing it. Yeah, you're younger than. Yeah, see, you guys, you guys are getting to that point now where you guys are gonna start looking at the kids coming into the, like the leagues and stuff, and be like, "Holy shit, I'm old. sorry." <laughs> <laughs> we'll believe it. Language. Uh, <laughs> holy crap! Like that dude's younger than me. It's, like, yeah, it's disturbing. Oh my god! Ball is like there are dudes. There, yeah, there are dudes in the NFL that are my age that are retiring. <laughs> That's nuts. But yeah, I'm yeah. Lonzo is how old? Lonzo is your age, right? Yeah, he's, he's my he's age. 20, he's, I think 21. he's well, he's twenty one. He's twenty one. I think he's like two days older than. You me. Imagine trying to check him in the strongest old record league. God, oh my! I shut him down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Read him like a book. Are you kidding me? I got we the did crab a, clamps. <laughs> we did a uh, we did a weekly update of our games every week during our season. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to them. I'll definitely check those out. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, all right, Johnny. Who are the Patriots going to play in the no, Super Bowl? Here, here's the thing. Um, I obviously I want to say the Patriots, but oh man, I, if it's not, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and. In the NFC, I definitely got the Rams. Um, definitely, man. Yeah, I mean, dude, the Chiefs Rams game—that was the best game I've seen all year. I know, that but was that was such, that was also like three months ago. Uh, still, it was such an offensive shootout. Like that's at least who I want to see in my Super okay. Bowl. I mean, if, if not the Patriots, obviously I want to see my favorite team. But if not, like to see the best quality game, I don't want to yeah. see the Cowboys. I, I, oh, I don't either. Obviously, like I, I love Zeke. And Dak is okay, but I don't want to see. Cowboys and, yeah. and I definitely don't want to see the Eagles. Obviously, I have a sour taste of nightmares. Eagles, but I, I'm not. Really special. I'm not on Nick Foles hype train. <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> Although I do, I do feel like he could be he could be better than Carson Wentz. I I do feel like he could he should be. There. That's another conversation. Well, yeah, I mean Carson's got to prove that he can stay healthy. I mean, yeah. first and foremost. Right. And Nick Foles, man, I don't know what it is, but. That dude's just got magic playing on that team. I, I, I can't explain it, dude. He 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 almost freaking retired three four years ago. Yeah, it's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, Fitz magic. It is magic, baby. Oh man. So you you're you want to see Chiefs Rams? You predicting Chiefs it, Rams? I, I'm, I, I'm gonna predict Chiefs Rams. I I don't know if the Patriots. It's going against his boys. I don't, I don't know. It it pains me, but I I just don't see them beating yeah. the Chiefs if they get there. Um. Even the Colts would be pretty tough, um, but I, I but I do feel like I'm taking the Patriots over the Colts if they do get to play them. But yeah. I I don't know if they can beat the Chiefs. Yeah, um, I just think their offense is too strong and the Patriots is too weak. I had uh, I had Saints Rams or Saints Rams. I had Saints uh, Chargers the Super Bowl. Okay, I had P Ribs against uh, Drew Brees. That would be Ooh. that would be awesome. And I think the winner and I think the winner of that Super Bowl might retire because they're both like right. Breeze is like almost forty. Yeah. Uh, Rivers is like thirty-seven, thirty-eight. But. But Breeze, you know, he's kind of like Brady a couple years ago. Like he, he's just not like showing showing any signs of slowing down. Like right. he had a great season. Yeah. I mean, early on, he was in talks for MVP. True. I mean. True. Breaking all the records. I could, man, I could, like, I could see him though, like getting his 
like like in your like you're a quarterback and you get that second Super Bowl. Like okay, yeah. he has one, and like statistically, people talk about him as one of the greats ever. But still, like okay, he's only got one Super Bowl. Like, yeah. is he really one of the best ever? If he gets that second Super Bowl, he can be like, all right, I've won multiple Super Bowls. I pretty much hold every single passing record. Yeah. Like I can I can ride off in the sunset. Do you think that Philip Rivers, without a Super Bowl, is a Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay, so obviously I do. If he wins it, that just solidifies yeah. it even more. But because that's always been a question, I don't know. I mean, first ballot. Do you think that? Maybe. I mean, I guess it would depend on like who's trying to get into the Hall of Fame that that year that yeah. he goes in. But um, I think he's just been so good for so long. But he's never. I mean, he's never made it. He's never made true. It that I mean, that's true. It's that's a different that's game. true. Um, I mean, I will say like if he like if he does win Super Bowl like this year or next year or whatever, like it's. Obviously, yeah. it's, but I would I would just have to I mean, like, so. I I almost equate Philip Rivers to like right now the way his career's gone to like Bernie Kosar when he played with the Browns, like he was a top five quarterback throughout most of his career, but could never get over the hump and win it. I don't think you know Bernie's not going to get into the Hall of Fame, but but I think Philip Rivers is better than Bernie, mm-hmm. so I think he's. If he doesn't win one, I think he's right, like on the cusp. Like, like maybe okay, maybe not first ballot. I think eventually, he probably there's enough of a groundswell that he probably yeah. will get in. He would get in, <clears throat> but if he wins the Super Bowl, I mean, it's for sure. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm kind of thinking it's. I think the Super Bowl is what's keeping him out of it. I think he needs yeah. to get that Super Bowl to get in. Yeah, or at least get to one. Yeah, at least at least make it to one. Yes, yeah. because like I I would also say like. Like, like, if you look at guys who, like I mentioned Bernie Kosar, you look at guys who never won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Jim Kelly's another one. Jim Kelly's in the Hall of Fame. Like, he, he never won one, but he went to four in a yeah. row. Um, so, if, like, if like Philip Rivers could get to one and two but not win, I'd, he'd probably get in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if he doesn't get to a Super Bowl, I mean, you might be right. It's interesting. So, all right, that's uh, so playoffs. Edition. Jimmy's over here chomping at the bit. Woo! All right, like I said, time? like I said, when Jordan's away, Jimmy gets to play. Is it that time, Jimmy? What's going on? What's the what's all the... work and no play makes Jimmy a dull boy? <clears throat> what? It's from the office. The Shining. Yeah, but it, from it's the office. Dwight. Okay. The Shining. I'm crediting The Shining before I credit The Office. Anyways, UFC. Who wants to talk about it? Sure. Let's talk. About John Jones. We're all familiar with John Jones. Yep. No, who is that? Uh, he's the okay. goat. Hmm? He's the goat. Not for sure. For sure. Goat, just best fighter of all time. Yeah. Not lightweight head, head like not light. Best fighter of all time. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Do you disagree? No, I'm just taking it, in, pondering it, <laughs> cooking it up in my brain. I mean, listen, um, if he never got popped for anything, like for sure, like everybody, yeah, there's be a consensus, action. like okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I do have a question for you, Jimmy. Do you, because obviously, as someone who doesn't follow UFC, I guess as you know, heavy as you do, I'm still trying to get into it. So I'm seeing this this John Jones DC rivalry, you know, yeah. unfold, and I, I'm getting really invested in it. I was reading some articles on it. So what do you think? Do you think that they're going to end up seeing each other again? And if they, and if you do, do you think that DC is going to drop down to light heavy, or do you think that John Jones is going to go up to heavy? Dan will disagree. Disagree with me on this one. Um, they will fight again. DC says his last fight is most likely against Brock Lesnar sometime in March, around his birthday. He wants to retire. 
Uh, even his coach just came out and said DC probably has two or three more fights, maybe even four. Um, and it's, it's just a huge pay-per-view draw. Yeah, it's a good payday. Uh, and DC will tell you he has no uh, interest in fighting John again. He feels like he has nothing to prove. John's tested hot twice. Um, you know, you can let the scientists and all the fancy schmancy uh, results tell you that John either did, excuse my language, dick pills. That's what tainted it the first time. Uh, people said he microdosed. What kind of pills? The magic blue pill? Magic blue pill. Damn. Okay, you, you could have said that. You didn't have to say what you said. What did you say earlier? Lawyered. Lawyered. I'm the only one who hasn't cost you. Check Checkmate. Um, okay, so get back to your question. John Jones in DC will fight again at heavyweight. DC's getting old. He's yeah. a big dude. He's not. He's not. He's not cutting. Big dude who's getting bigger. Big dude. Yeah. That's like yeah. he ain't he he ain't dropping. He's big. He ain't dropping. He ain't Retire, retirement's off in the day. He see he can see retirement coming up. Yep, I agree 100. Uh, percent So they they are gonna fight. I want to say so. John Jones is fighting Anthony Smith March second. A lot of people don't know who Anthony Smith is. I have no idea. He's been fighting for a while. People think he's like some newcomer. He's I, how old is he? But he's uh, he has like the most fights out of anybody in the UFC. Not UFC fights, MMA fights. Oh. He's 30 years old, so he's far from young. Um, I think just kind of a John Jones to solidify himself as the best light heavyweight uh, fighter of all time, beating Anthony Smith. Uh, he's beat DC twice now. Uh, he's wiped out the light heavyweight. There's nothing for him at light heavyweight anymore. Yeah. And I, I was reading a little into it, and he doesn't feel like he has anything else to prove there because mm-hmm. he, he is the champ. He has proven he can be the champ yep. after not testing positive for anything. There's literally no talent at light heavyweight besides Gustafson, who he just beat, yeah. beat twice. He beat him without any question the second time around. So John Jones, uh, for his future, DC is probably the most likely fight. Uh, next, Brock Lesnar potentially. That would be interesting. He, he says he wants to. He says he wants to fight Brock. That's another huge. Uh, well, they, had that, they so, had that big, you know, scripted calling out. See, I, I thank you for saying oh, scripted because on. that was that was like WWE straight up. That Brock went into WWE mode and went in there. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was bad. That was, a, that was a good paper. That was a that was a good card, though. I yeah. watched that at your place. That was a mm-hmm. some good fights. What? So I read an article about Brock. What's going on? Like, so he has like a fine that he still has to pay mm-hmm. to lift his suspension. So he's technically still suspended because he hasn't paid his two hundred fifty thousand dollars fine for uh, failing that test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I haven't really read into that, but I mean my my I mean my guess is you know once he. If, if he he's deciding whether he wants to fight again, because if he doesn't want to fight ever again, he's just not going to pay that fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's a quarter of a million dollars. But if like he strikes a deal with Dana and it's like, okay, I, I want to fight uh, DC for the heavyweight title, like he's going to pay that fine and get his suspension. Yeah, paid. they're they're not going to have any problem fighting. Yeah, right. He's not going to have any problem getting back in the UFC. But uh, the one thing that really pisses me off is DC's so upset about John Jones, you know, testing hot. Um, even though it was such a small, I believe what the measurement. I can't. remember I was what the watching the Joe was. Rogan where he broke it down and like kind of compared it to like yeah, grains like, of salt. If, if you if you take one grain of salt and cut it into like fifty million pieces, that's <laughs> the level that was in John John Jones' system. People said he was microdosing. We don't know. That that was for before the fight when they had to move it out of 
Vegas, correct? Yeah, moved to uh, L.A., okay. the Forum, which was another huge mess. But anyways, what am I getting at? D.C. has no problem fighting Brock Lesnar, who is known for taking steroids for years, <laughs> and he's fine with it. But he gets beat by John Jones twice, and he's like, oh, he, nope. he's a cheater. Right. Druggy. Yeah. Yep, you, you cokehead. He's scared. Yeah. He's scared. And I was 100%. even texting you about it. I'm not even that crazy into the UFC, but I was watching like their um, – like those interviews that they do, and like that you have them both sitting side there. by side. Yeah, yeah and it, it just seemed like DC's trash talk was so like he just seemed like he was doubting himself. He didn't seem like he had any confidence, and, and he's just like trying to spark up like some you know interest in the fight, but it just it didn't seem like he was confident in what he was saying. No, he's, no, John like, Jones. I hit him in the face with a water bottle. Like, oh, okay. he's in DC's head. Yeah, he has set sure. up a nice little tent and fireplace in DC's head. <laughs> John Jones is there to stay. Trust me. Um, but like, like I said, in terms of future, most likely what you're going to see next is John Jones after this fight. John Jones, DC, probably sometime. Uh, I'd like to think sometime in 2019, probably at heavyweight. At the end of 2019, at heavyweight. Yeah. So when they fought the previous two times, was it at light heavyweight? Light heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. So John, like I said, has John Jones ever gone up to heavyweight? No. Mm-hmm. He's only fought at lightweight, I, I believe. Um, but yeah, he solidifies the greatest light heavyweight of all. But time. when he was uh, when he was suspended, he like got into bodybuilding. He was he like did. huge he got for a while. Shred city, yeah, like big, huge, big. And of course, people are accusing him of um, steroids and right. juicing. Which is probably we don't true, know. But uh, like I said, DC, that just pisses me off so much. He's willing to fight Brock Lesnar, yeah. who has a history of taking steroids. Yeah. But he's not fine that John Jones gets tested for one fifty millionth of a. I, I know someone's been calling themselves champ, 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 champ. <laughs> Come get it, DC. I'm right here. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. That was I can't, cool. I can't wait for that. That was a, that was cool. Uh, Connor, I've also heard. I've been listening, like you said, big uh, big podcast guy here, Dan. Uh, a lot of UFC, MMA stuff. You just told you told me before the show that you listen to like one. Uh, when I mean one, I mean like mainly MMA, UFC stuff. Um, <laughs> I think the the fight to make for Conor McGregor next we we can end after this in terms of UFC. Um, I think he fights Habib again. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's nobody. It's gonna be. I'm sure. Do you know who Tony Ferguson is? Yeah. Or, okay. But does Khabib want to do that? Uh, pr- he I, he said he wanted to retire after this Conor fight, which is not gonna happen. No. Because he got a taste of that pay per view money. Uh, yeah. He wants more of it for sure. Um, I know people aren't going to agree that Connor should fight Habib next, considering he got whooped. He got mauled. He got mauled. He got mauled. Yeah. Um, ooh, not, ooh. Not, not so much so ooh. in the first or for, second for, round. For the, for the record, who said that was going to happen? I don't know, Dan. Who said that? Oh, okay. Who said Connor was going to win? Listen. <laughs> what happened? We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm still hurt. Uh, but as MGK... M- M- Oh, we want to talk about that? MGK says, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, man. That, do you know anything about like the lightweight division? I mean, not really. So it's Connor, that, Habib, yeah. Max Holloway, who just won. Yep. He dominated Tony the featherweight Ferguson. division. So he's going to move up to light heavyweight. You have Tony Ferguson, who just won. Ferguson wants to fight Habib, right? For the, yeah. Because he wants the belt. Yeah, he wants to fight but, Habib. But, uh... He, he That's also the fight to make. Then he also said he would fight Connor too because he's yeah, like I'll just okay. I'll just kill him. He'll fight anyone. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, I think he'll kill Connor. Oh More no. More so than Khabib. 
I like Ferguson. Ferguson will beat Habib, I think, too. Mm. He's so dangerous on the ground, on his back especially. That's where he wants to be. So if Khabib takes him down, like Ferguson well, so is has Habib, no though. problem. Huh? So is Habib, though. Not on his back. He, well, just, no. he just tangles up your leg and just pounds you. Dan. Dan. Second week in a row. I can't, I can't stop Dan. I'm like a four-year-old. Can we be mature about this? <laughs> but I don't want to get too far in the UFC talk. Uh, I appreciate you letting me spew some facts at you. Uh, so, so the next like Gunny, yeah. big time questions? fight, no, the next like big time fight that'll get like mainstream like attention pay per view or just attention? Like, what's the next like huge fight you think will get made that'll get like big time mainstream attention? Like, Habib and Connor got big, like, yeah. Is it, is it John Jones DC? That's the fight to make, yeah, yeah. And then if Habib and Connor fight again, that'll be the biggest, obviously, the rematch with all the content. So, where, so, it. where does, where does Stipe? Stipe is left in the dust. He really is. So we have Kane Velasquez, who's just back in the UFC now yeah. too. If you know who that is, didn't Stipe beat Kane? Uh, nah. Or no, no, Stipe no. beat um, uh, shoot, what the heck's his name? Junior, Junior Dos Santos. JDS. Yeah, he beat JDS. He beat uh, so who's the dude he beat in Cleveland? Overeem. Yeah. And then he yep. beat Naga- Naganu. Naganu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I think they did fight. It was a while back. Kane? Kane and Stipe. Yeah, because I think that's who Stipe won the belt from, wasn't it? He beat... No. He beat... um, Barlops? No, 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 no. Verdum. Fabricio Verdum. That was like in Brazil. That was a while Oh, back. that's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they... I want to say they fought, but... No, I don't think so. Seven. Like like I said, I'm kind of just new to the whole scene, so yeah, I don't know all the details. Diving in head first. Stipe definitely deserves another chance. What'd you say? I don't even know what that <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, uh, our, our boy, our Cleveland native Stipe. Shout out to Stipe. Thanks for signing the picture. Yeah, I got it. It's in good hands. That's all right. We'll tag him in this post. See if he. Oh, 100. See if he. Uh... I think Stipe versus John Jones would be a great fight too. Really? Uh huh. Well, that. Well, I hope. Uh, that can happen. I hope John Jones. Well, I mean, like. So we all like we all think that John Jones is one of the best fighters of all time. Easily. But like we don't know how he's gonna be at heavyweight. At heavyweight. More destructive. You think? If he puts on some muscle, I mean, he, which he, he, which he he's yeah. proven to put on muscle. He's proven. So, yeah. so you think it would be a good fight between Stipe and John and John Jones, mm-hmm. even knowing that DC knocked out uh, Stipe? Stipe? I th- yeah. Yeah. I think John Jones would obliterate. Stipe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, thought, I thought you, for okay, sure. So when you say a good fight, I, I'm not thinking. It's I'm, just a good matchup. Okay, it's yeah. a good matchup. I thought you I still think John Jones. Can win. I think because I'm thinking, okay, John Jones can beat DC. He's proven that, and DC knocked out, you know, Stipe, Stipe. which so was kind of John a fluke. Jones, a little bit of a fluke. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why all this talk pisses me off. He because, literally just got caught because I, I want I want to see Stipe fight DC again. I know it's not going to happen because it's not the draw, but. That's what should happen it because should happen. Stipe deserves a rematch. But John Jones literally beat DC after a weekend of doing cocaine. Word for word, that's yep. what he said. Yep. He said, I beat you after a weekend of doing cocaine. Like, yep. <laughs> greatest fighter of all time, <laughs> ladies ridiculous. and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why DC hates him so much because he knows. Like, he's a family man. He literally no, no, it's, little... because, it's because like, he, like he knows that John Jones throws that crap in his face yeah. and he knows he still can't beat him. He can't beat him. So it just probably eats away at him. So that's mm-hmm. why, like this whole, like this whole thing about him coming out with like, you know, a 
one thousandth of a grain of sand uh, yeah. was found in from that could have lived in his system for the last time he tested positive. Yeah. So DC is like freaking out, and like you said, but he's he's cool totally with cool Brock. with fighting Brock, who who has like legitimately been busted for steroids multiple times. Yep. And the whole thing with DC saying that he's over John, he's like, I have nothing else to prove. Bull we, we know his, crap. He literally said after the second time or first time he fought John, he locked himself in his room for three days because he was so. Just devastated and crying. He's in his head. Yeah, and now, he's now he's saying, oh, I'm he's fine. I have nothing to prove. Crying into, oh, really? Crying champ, into his... Really? Champ, champ. No, crying into his suitcases of $100 bills. If he was he's the a real, fake, fake he champ, was, champ. If he was the real champ champ, he wouldn't have just given up the way. Well, I, was gonna say, I was just going to say that he relinquished it. it. Yeah, he would have defended it. Come on. Because yeah, he yeah. has no interest in losing weight because he's getting old and fat. That's true. He doesn't want to cut. Yeah. Well, Connor's the original champ champ. Oh, yeah. Connor, Amanda Nunes. Even... Yeah, even, her John, even John Jones said that. Didn't he tweet something about uh, McGregor being the, the yeah. real champion? Really, that friends. was cool. They're that boys. was cool. And then uh, Connor gave him a prop, thing proper, proper whiskey. whiskey. Hey, yeah. shout out to proper whiskey. <laughs> hook us up. Maybe we can sponsor you or something. I'll be more than happy to sponsor you on thanks the podcast. For say, thanks for saying that because I was going to say something different about that stuff. Cause you ever tried it? it? No, but I've, I, so I know people who have. I've heard it I'm not going to say Well, you can't. You're not 21, so you can't. Yeah, so. you, no, you, don't you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't even know what a good whiskey is because you've never had it you're before. Right, you're right. You're not can't, 21. Can't wait well, for that first beer. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wild turkey doesn't count. Enough UFC talk. That's that's my rant. Enough. That's it. Nah, Jordan. That's enough. Uh, all right. Thanks, Jimmy, for that. No Riveting stuff no on the UFC. Appreciate it. Uh, just real quick uh, before we wrap up tonight. Uh, neither of you guys are probably have either of you guys hung out in Tremont at all? Yeah. Damn. A little bit. You guys are just not too much. You guys are just youngins from the from the burbs, man. <laughs> from the burbs. We're all from we're, the burbs. We're too. three Strongsville kids. Ooh. But I'm old, so I've migrated away from Strongsville. Uh crust in Tremont's pizza joint. Uh it's a bar and a pizza joint. Really good. Went there Sunday. This past Sunday. Pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, we've reviewed it uh, when we've done our actual in-depth uh, restaurant bar reviews. Uh, but just want to shout them out. Went there Sunday. It was fantastic. Definitely, if you guys are looking for a good pizza place that's not like a chain spot and uh, you kind of want to drive out, go get something to drink, um, uh, it's a really cool spot. It's in Tremont on Professor Avenue. Uh, so it's over by like, uh, well, you guys won't know what I'm talking about, but it's over by like High and Dry and uh, the Treehouse, which is another bar uh, down Tremont. Barrio down there, um, Fahrenheit, all that stuff. It's all in there. So uh, that's a really cool spot. Check them out. Jordan put this in here. I think it was pretty much to piss me off. But Platform Beer Company uh, is expanding into Pittsburgh this summer. They're opening up a tap room in Pittsburgh. So shout out to them for expanding. You picked the wrong city in Pittsburgh. But uh, mm-hmm. we love Platform Beer for sure. Um, that's in Ohio City for you guys. Uh, you're 21 now. You can, yeah. you can, you can. He can't. He's not allowed. <laughs> Come on. Maybe we'll take you there. This summer. Maybe we'll take you there in Mar- uh, in April. Just turn 21. Deal. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll I'm set bored. up an, we'll set up another uh, live recording and you can actually have a beer with us while we record. Unlike. I'm honored. Unlike when we went to hop. Hoffer House, or uh, what was the other one we went to? Hoffer Bad Tom House, Smith. Bad Tom Smith. Yeah, we yeah. gotta go back there again. That place was yeah. cool. Bad Tom Smith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so, shout out to them for for that. Platform's oh, shout great. Out. Shout out to Platform. Look, you know, that's what shout we do. Shout out to Crust. That's what we do. Shout out. 
Are you making fun of me? No, I've been shouting people out this entire episode. Uh, all right, so just a couple of reviews before we wrap up. Cleveland uh, Beer Fest, January 25th, 26th. You can't go because you're not 21. you got to keep pointing that out. <laughs> you'd, you'd still be two months away. January 25th, 26th, uh, downtown at the new convention center. Uh, it's a two-day beer fest featuring 120-plus breweries from across the country. There's a lot of ones from Ohio, but they're from all across the country. Um, so any craft beer fans, uh, be, it's a great event to go to. I went last year. It was awesome. They have uh, live music, DJs. They have a silent disco. You guys know what that is? Oh, yeah. 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 They, so so uh, have you guys ever seen the convention center, the new one downtown? No. The one that goes like – they have like Tribe Fest there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's – just a big open room and uh they had all these like beer vendors lined up and then right in the middle there was like a little dance floor and there's just people with these headphones on just <laughs> you know just just dancing whatever and they it was did a really bird box challenge too we should blindfold them Ooh, bird box yeah i haven't seen it neither yet. have i i'm sure jordan has because he's a loser but <laughs> hey jordan hope you're feeling better buddy uh <laughs> But uh, tickets start at $45. Um, you get 25 five-ounce samples. Jeez. Uh, and a word to the wise for people, they don't take your tickets. They just give you beer. Huh. Because you pay for it going in. It's 45 bucks. Seems like a lot, but, I mean, if you go to a bar or something and you get, like, five, six beers, you know, some food, whatever, you're spending that much money anyway. Mm-hmm. Especially craft beer. So, but uh, yeah, they give you like a like a sheet of like these tickets that you rip off that you're supposed to give to the beer vendors, but they're like, no, just keep it. Mm. Well, I so, uh, yeah, and uh, you get to take home a souvenir glass. Das boot. Uh, if if you don't drink, yeah, das boot. <laughs> Do I still have yours? I hope so. I think it's, it's in legendary. my room. We need to put that. On I think the it's in my room. Somewhere. Yeah, we should put our logo on it. Ooh. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we put logos on our hats. Oh, wait. No, we still haven't done that yet. Nope. Uh, they'll have food trucks inside at the at the Beer Fest. Uh, for more information, you can go to clevelandbeerfest.com. Uh, check that out. Uh, I'll be going again with a group of friends. Uh, Jimmy's not allowed to go. He's not 21 yet. No. Nah. <laughs> I'm so done. We end this thing already. Stop making fun of me. Man, you couldn't wait to play that. Huh? <laughs> I've been trying to you play it all queued, night. You had that queued up. Oh, man. Shout out to soundboards, by the way. We need to get one of those. Hey, shout out to ceiling fans. Hey, shout it out. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's got a event on here called Gordon Square Artist Mixer uh, featuring Brunuts. Uh, it's a free event. Doubles as an artist mixer and a tax information event. I don't know what that means, but... There's free donuts from Brunuts. Uh, you've, I'm sure you've had Brunuts. No. You haven't? Mm-mm. It's like your sister's favorite place. I've never been there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jen, Take me I'm offended. I know. So it's a, it's, it's a donut shop that is also a bar. Really? You can go get a donut and get a beer. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds weird. Like it sounds really weird. I, yeah, I feel like those two wouldn't. Even, oh, I've never even heard. It of sounds like really weird, dude. That wouldn't be a good combination. A donut yeah. and beer. Are you guys home through this weekend? You guys should go on Saturday, Saturday morning. I'm out of here. Get really? up. I'm out of here too. You can come back anytime you want. You're like <laughs> half an hour away. Get out of here. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, so Brunots, we love Brunots on the show here. We talk about him a lot. Uh, it's one of our former co-host Paul's, like, favorite place ever. They actually make their donuts with beer. What? Beer is, like, baked into the donuts. Hmm. So it's interesting. They're really good. They're they're a little bit on the expensive side, but they're they're like they're freaking enormous. Um, so check that out. And then the last event we got on here, Winterfest 2019 at Tremont Tap House in Tremont. Another cool spot. You guys should check out sometime when you're of age. Well, you're of age. Jimmy's not. Sounds un- unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the tenth time. February 9th at Tremont Tap House. Free admission. Um, but they have a bunch of outdoor uh, competitions going on. Turkey bowling. Uh, puck shot, hook, shoot a hockey puck past the tap house goalie. They'll have outdoor shuffleboard. They'll have a beer luge. Uh, prizes include night downtown, two Indians tickets, and dinner at Butcher and the Brewer. Uh, $50 gift card to Butcher and the Brewer. $25 gift card to Butcher and the Brewer. So uh, check that out on February 9th. We'll post all those links uh, on our social media. So that is going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, thanks, Johnny, for coming on. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for the contribution. Uh, you're welcome anytime. Uh, thanks, Jimmy, for being here in person. So well. Appreciate it. So well. Can't wait for you to turn 21. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Jordan since we're shouting everybody out. Shout out to Jordan today. Buddy. You know, uh, hope you feel better, bud. We'll see you next week, hopefully, and uh, uh, we will be back with all of you as well next week. Uh, so uh, we'll have a little bit more to talk about with the Browns uh, hopefully announcing Freddie Kitchens as coach and his staff should be coming together uh, we'll be into championship weekend for the NFL and we will have hopefully have some more reviews uh, for, uh, for some more hot spots around Cleveland so uh, appreciate you guys listening thanks for checking us out uh, check us out on our social media handles our social media handle for all of our platforms at the LOTL podcast. Check out our website, www.lotlpodcast.com. Steve will be posting a Browns in review, Browns season review uh, article here coming up this week. And uh, look for that on our social media pages. We'll link it uh, so you can check it out. So uh, thanks for listening for Jimmy, Johnny, I'm Dan. Uh, Hope you guys have a great week and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Sayonara.